0: Hey guys, welcome to the latest episode of the Magic Cast. Welcome to episode one hundred and seventy-seven. I'm your host, Scott Monroe. Uh, this is a Napoli versus AS Roma preview. There is a big game on Sunday evening, which which has got the uh, the late night slot as uh, Roma travel to Naples <coughs> to face the top side in Italian football, who are hosting at the moment as we're halfway through the season there uh, 12 points clear at the top of the table. Roma have had a renaissance 2023 start to the year with me t- this evening because we are recording this on a Friday evening uh, but it's not a Friday evening for my guests. It's probably a Friday early afternoon for uh, for my guests this, uh, today all the way in uh, in Toronto. Toronto, Canada, Joseph Fischetti, uh, the producer and the host of the Force and Napoli pod and the founder of Force and Napoli Press. Joe, thank you you once again for coming on and uh, responding to my direct message the other day. It's your second appearance on the podcast, on the MagiCast. How are we on this Friday
1: afternoon for you? Oh, I'm doing well, and thank you for having me on. It's hard to not be too, uh, not feel great as an Apple fan right now with the way everything's going. Although, you know, we're all very still cautious and, and scared to, to say the S word, perhaps. But, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you know, things are well. Yeah, we are technically through the halfway
0: f- point of the season due to the World Cup hits, where all teams have played 19 games, apart from Bologna and Spezia, who are playing at this moment, have kicked off their 20th game of the season, and Bologna are winning 1-0, so Bologna are actually into the top half of the table, they're ninth at the moment, but I digress, I digress, I digress, there is another game this evening, which is uh, Lecce Salonatana, which... I think I might watch. Um, I don't mind a bit of couch on a a Friday night. Um, The last Friday night game was the the infamous Napoli-Juve game and I got scared after watching that game because Roma played them in a couple of weeks time. Fast forward a couple of weeks time, we are coming to that game on Sunday. Uh, Going into this game, um, Joe, both teams are doing pretty well at the moment. Uh, Roma started 2023 unbeaten. Napoli have done okay, bar the defeat to Inter in the league and Cremonese in the Coppa Italia. This would have been a back-to-back um, games with Roma, wouldn't it? If if they got past Cremonese in the Coppa, Coppa Italia, yeah. Coppa Italia. But Roma do face Cremonese on Wednesday evening. How have you found 2023 so far for Napoli? It's been okay. Um, Managed to beat Juventus, uh, beat San sadly lost to to Inter. But so far, so good. I know other teams around you have have dropped points. You've also beat Sampdoria. Um, So far, so good, just because other teams around you in the league are dropping points and teams are a bit further beyond Napoli are, are picking up a bit of momentum.
1: Well, that's just it. I think from a Napoli standpoint, it's been somewhat up and down. I mean, the match to Inter was probably Napoli's worst performance of the season, Mm. and that spooked a lot of people because it was the first match back after a long break for the World Cup, Mm. and there was a lot of fear of what that could become. You know, Napoli have a bit of a history of collapsing right around this time of the year. No one knew what to expect after the World Cup break. But really, since then, it's actually gone fairly well, much due to the performance of all the other teams. Everyone dropping points has allowed Napoli to extend that gap, that cushion at the top of the table. And what these couple of losses to Inter and then also to Cremonese and the Coppa Italia, which most Napoli fans didn't mind too much because it meant that Napoli would be playing fewer games this season, mm. you know, if you were to assume that. Napoli somehow got to the final of the Coppa Italia would have been four matches so that's potentially four matches maybe it would have been just one if they lost to Roma in the uh, quarter finals but potentially four matches that don't have to be played and after each of Napoli's three losses this season the first being to Liverpool in the kind of meaningless game in the Champions League then to Inter and then to Cremonese all three times Napoli responded with a victory granted they weren't necessarily against the most difficult opposition with Sampdoria and um, Salernitana, I almost forgot there for a second. After <laughs> the after the
0: eight two as well for Salada, Turner and the week yeah. that they had previously with Davide Nicola getting sacked and then miraculously getting rehired two days <laughs> later, the the chaos of Italian football Sorry to interrupt.
1: <laughs> no, exactly, but you know, so not the the most difficult opposition, but maybe that's also a good thing for Napoli. It was kind of. Uh, a good opportunity to bounce back and put the loss behind them and not let it affect them mentally. And now, really, Luciano Spalletti's objective for the balance of the season is to keep this squad focused. You know, there's some transfer rumors. There's teams, other teams, dropping points, and that that goal at the end of the season is getting closer and closer. So he'll his goal now will be to keep the team focused on each match and getting one win at a time.
0: He's also the the Champions League, isn't there? Um, I think, is it you guys have got Eintracht Frankfurt in the round of 16? That's right. Yes. Yeah, that, oh God, that's the, I would say that's the hipster's choice of the Champions League. Uh, both teams seem to have done well in their group. Eintracht Frankfurt won the Europa League last season and then they were in the group of what? Sporting, Tottenham and Marseille and that went down to the final kick. Um, that should be an interesting t- uh, tie. I'm, I'm, I'm looking at napoli's fixtures afterwards and it's it's quite reasonable you've uh but after the roma game it's the Spezia which uh Spezia away which is the lunchtime kickoff on sunday the fifth then it's the Cremonese game then Sassuolo, then eintracht frankfurt empoli uh lazio and then um then uh, yeah well actually sorry Lazio and Atalanta and then going into the second leg of an Eintracht Frankfurt. If we can pick up quite, win the majority of what, get 13? 13, 13 points out of 15? That's, that's almost there? Or are you just thinking, just pick up as many points as you can later on in the season and don't have to worry about what other teams are doing around you because you because Napoli have got such a big gap from Milan to Inter to Lazio and to Roma at the moment you're just thinking just pick up as many points as you can after this
1: exactly because I mean Napoli have a very generous fixture list in terms of the way the difficult matches are spread apart like that Lazio Atalanta back-to-back is sort of one of the few occasions in the the whole fixture list where there are two top teams in consecutive matches and then with that second leg of the champions league. So that'll be a little bit of a tricky part of the season, but that's where this cushion at the top of the table helps because Napoli can afford to lose a game here and there, obviously the goal is to win as many as they can. And if they do that, you know, try to wrap up the season as early as possible, but that it helps with the mental side of things that when you have that big cushion, you can afford to drop a game here and there and Potentially, with with the less difficult fixtures along the way, you mentioned Spezia and Sassuolo and so on, Cremonese, there, maybe that gap could even get bigger, right? Like Milan's struggling. They've got a pretty difficult fixture list coming up. Inter's not been the most convincing or the most consistent. Juventus looked like a threat. We'll see what happens with this point deduction, if it holds up or not. But even then, they're still a ways behind. So, yeah, things are looking up. But I think, again... Really, the the team is just going to focus on one match at a time. The Champions League is still very important. It's an opportunity for Napoli to set a new, uh, new best in terms of how deep they've gone into the competition. And obviously, the finances are really important as well. So those will both be top priorities. But one of the keys to Napoli's success this season, and I'll knock on wood, is that they have managed to remain... Fairly healthy. If you look at the the last two seasons, you know people will talk about the collapses in December or January, but a lot of that had to do with injuries. Where Napoli had, you know, six, seven, eight, up to ten players hurt all at the same time, and that's just going to make things difficult with how busy the fixture list has been, how congested it has been in the last few seasons. On top of that, Napoli added a lot of depth in the summer. Even with you know key players leaving the club, so so that's made it easier, and perhaps that's the reason why there are fewer injuries because Spalletti has been very good at rotating his squad um, between Champions League and Serie, A. and then you know we saw in that one Coppa Italia match that we played this year, he changed all ten outfield players, and I think that's contributed towards the team staying healthy.
0: A youth looking at one eye to the last game of the season at home to Napoli, uh, to Sampdoria? Sorry. I know I'm looking six months, five and a bit months ahead. I'm just thinking, do I? Do I go out? Could I go out for the final game of the season and potentially see Napoli lift their first cadetto in, was it 33 years? Is there a thinking of there? Or are you just thinking, as I said earlier, game by game, not to get too far ahead of yourself and just see what happens later down the line?
1: Well, so a lot of Napoli fans have already booked their flights and their hotels and they're (laughs) hoping to get tickets. It's funny because uh, even those tickets are already, the word is that they're going to be very difficult to get, which I don't quite understand because they don't go on sale until usually, you know, 10 days before the match.
0: Yeah, mid-May, I would say early to mid-May.
1: Yeah, exactly. But certainly with the way things are looking, everyone's getting very excited. As a fan, it's hard to not think about it and i think just like <clears throat> excuse me just like the players mentally have taken a step forward this season i think so have the fans in terms of sort of embracing <clears throat> excuse me a, a winning mentality and uh starting to to not fear talking about something like that and and getting used to actually talking about it and maybe even expecting it we'll see what happens you know in the off season but there is there has been and it's probably because of this big gap that Napoli have from the others but a much more confident fan base this season compared to previous seasons
0: yeah I, I could tell that with with social media and the 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 aftermath of some games of like the rivals playing between each other. I saw. I didn't get to watch the uh, the Atalanta juve game last week, but then when I saw the result three three, I think that's a great result for for Napoli. And then when Empoli beat uh, Inter on Monday evening, um, I was thinking, Jesus Christ, this could actually happen. Napoli could could do it. There's gonna be bumps. There's gonna be like massive corners are along the road but it's going to be interesting to see um, Joe what's your feeling going into the game on Sunday um, uh, as, as you're, you are a guest on a, a Roma based podcast Roma have, have done pretty well in in 2023 they're, they're unbeaten they've managed to not um, they've only conceded two goals, I think in five games this year, uh, in all competitions. Um, so they, they beat Bologna on epiphany or technically not on epiphany, but the first game back got a 2-2 draw away at Milan after Milan dominated the game for 75 minutes, <clears throat> uh, beat Genoa in the Coppa Italia and then picked up back to back 2-0 wins over Fiorentina and, and Spezia. Um, have you seen a, a different side of Roma in 2023, uh, or how are you feeling going into this game on Sunday? Because the this fixture at Easter last season wasn't the the type of result that Napoli wanted. It ended one all, and I think it was either the week before or the week after, if I'm not mistaken. Was the I don't want to say choke but the capitulation against Empoli when Napoli were 2 it up and then just lost their heads and lost the game 3-2 and it pretty much ended the title reign but I don't want to bring up some old wounds and that but how are you feeling? How, how, are, you, how are you thinking the game would go? Do you, do you mirror some of the, the last couple of games between the two clubs because I think it might be a bit cagey I could probably see it being quite tight and maybe the odd goal winning the game. Um, do you echo my thoughts? So apologies for the long winded question <laughs> as we got into there, but yeah. Um, how do you see the game going on Sunday?
1: Uh, yeah. So I, I think it'll be a very difficult fixture yeah, as much as, The results in recent seasons have been fairly good for Napoli. Mm. I mean, yeah, we didn't want to draw last season, but I don't think we've lost to Roma in the last, I want to say five or six league Uh. matches. That said, I feel like they've always been very tightly contested matches, and I'm expecting the same this time. Like If we think back to the first meeting this season, it came down to that, one moment of brilliance from Victor Osiman late in the mm-hmm. match, otherwise it probably yeah. would have been a draw as well. And I suspect it could be another match like that. I'm I'm fully expecting a sort of Mourinho style performance from Roma where, you know, play play sound football, not take too many risks and try to catch Napoli on the break, which you know, if we were to criticize as, as good as Napoli have been, and now with Juve conceding eight goals in the last two matches, Napoli actually have the best defensive record in terms of goals conceded. We have sometimes looked a little bit shaky uh, defensively, particularly on the counter attack. So we'll see how Luciano Spalletti plans for that. But I mean, he's going to have his full squad available to him you know Kim Min-jae makes it very difficult for opposition to counterattack because he's so quick. Mm-hmm. Rakmani, mm-hmm. you know, had a little bit of a shaky return from injury which was understandable for how long he was out, but I think he's back to form and his confidence will be up after scoring uh, against Juventus. So it's it'll be I think another tight match. Obviously this one will be played at the Maradona, so Napoli will have the fans behind them. It'll be sold out pretty much every home match I think will be sold out from here on out. But I still think it's going to be a very difficult match.
0: Yeah, I tend to agree. Um, I don't think Roma will be as open as Juventus were. I think the way Juventus played, um, the was it two weeks ago? Um, played into Napoli's hands. I think you'll probably see Roma stick to the philosophy and the principles they've played recently. Uh, they played like a back three. They've been playing a back three for, I want to say, the past... 15, 16 months since the Venezia game in 2021. Uh, the Mancini morning and the Banez. And the only downside for Roma is Zeki is suspended. So you'll get um, a bit of a shuffle. which so could either have uh, Nikola Zaleski at right wing back or Liana uh, Spinazzola come in as well. It more likely be Spinazzola coming, but it would be whether Either of them, one of them play right wing back, one of them play left wing back. I don't see Rick Castle playing or being called up. I think his future's done with Roma. The same with Nicola Zanio. He hasn't been called up. and That's a discussion for another day. I just think it'll be a tight, eagerly contested game with an odd goal like we saw in October where Osserman was brilliant against Smalling. I think that was only Smalling's mistake of the, the season to date, We just got ahead of him with uh, that wonderful pace he has and precise finish where he's just turned into an absolute lethal striker this season. But yeah, it should be a, an interesting game to watch. Um, I will actually ask about Osterman, actually. Have you found... What's your thoughts of him in, I would say, is his third full season? to date in Italy, are we seeing the real player that Napoli bought the potential from a couple of years ago? Because the first two seasons he had injuries, uh, suspensions, um, I think it was a disciplinary issue when he picked up an injury while on international duty, COVID, etc. Cetera, et cetera, And I think a lot of fans on social media were thinking Napoli spent a bucket load of money. Um, but I think this season he's just been different. A different cat of fish. He's been wonderful to watch. I think he's more or less one of the best strikers in Serie A at the moment.
1: Yeah, a uh, quick comment on what you mentioned earlier in terms of comparing Juventus to Roma. I think the key to that Juve match was that Napoli scored early and that, yes, forced, yes, yes, that yes. forced Juve to go forward and get sort of outside of their comfort zone and that then played into Napoli's mm. ball possession, quick movement strategy. So I think, you know, if if Roma, especially playing away from home, I think Roma's first objective is don't concede in the opening, say, quarter of the match. Yeah. And the longer it takes for Napoli to break through, then it'll become more and more frustrating. And and that's where, you know, it was similar to the, if you look at the Salernitana match, they did that same thing they played a four or five one super defensive as you mentioned nicola coming back after that that rough loss to atalanta um and roma are obviously a much more quality side than Salern- Salernitana are, so that'll be inter- interesting to see how it goes um on Osimen, yeah i think we are finally seeing that potential that Napoli saw him a couple of seasons ago you know a lot of people pointed to those injuries but when you look at them you know they're more they would be more concerning if they were knee injuries or ankle injuries but they were kind of freak accidents right he had the the shoulder injury which he sustained in the i think it was africa cup of nations or maybe a friendly but it was definitely on international duty uh covid and then um you know, the face injury when he collided with Screen Yard, I think it was, in the intermatch. So all sort of long-term injuries, but not things that can reoccur necessarily. Um, although he's kept the mask, even though he's long yes. since recovered from, yeah. Yeah, from the injury. Good luck so. charm. Yeah, exactly. Or maybe it's a confidence so. thing or a comfort thing. Yeah. Now, who knows? But he started doing well with it, so he just never bothered to get rid of it. He, well, he takes it off every time he scores, which has happened quite and often. This season yeah, of yeah. Yeah, um, but we've we've seen a lot of growth in Osemen as well, aside from just staying healthy. One of the criticisms of him in previous seasons was that he didn't have the strength and he has a very slender physique, but he appears to have gotten stronger still this season. And you mentioned the goal against Smalling. I mean, the, the physical strength required to, to fight off a player like that to be able to position yourself for a shot. Uh, just shows that he's, he's increased his strength. Um, last season, he improved uh, aerially, and he scored quite a few goals in the year. And And I feel like a lot of this has to be attributed to Spalletti because he's such a great player developer as a coach. Um, and then the biggest thing we've seen from Oseman this season, I guess there's two things, and maybe they're related, but one is, and again, probably attributable to Spalletti, is that he's become much more of a leader of this team. He's taken on mm. this leadership role mm you know he's always one of the last guys celebrating with the fans after a win he's encouraging his teammates he's he's giving directions even though he maybe doesn't speak italian also well but you know he's they're communicating out there and then the other thing is and perhaps again like another sign of his his growth as a leader is that he's keeping his emotions in check he's still a very emotional guy he still talks to the officials but he's figured out where that line is and he knows not to cross it. Um, So, you know, in the past where he might've gotten himself sent off for, for making a a comment to an official or, uh, you know, a reaction to a player like Gianluca Mancini, you know, (laughs) now he's, he's keeping those emotions in check and he's, he's using that energy in a positive way.
0: I look forward to the Mancini shithousery on uh, on Sunday evening on a uh, on Osserman, who I think didn't he get sent off on the opening day of last season when I think was it against Venezia?
1: It was uh, yeah,
0: yeah. That that looked harsh, but it was a bit of stupidity. I I do reckon Mourinho will do some s housery tactics on on Osman just to get a. a a bit of attention but no um joe um i won't ask for a prediction because (laughs) because it probably might come out and backfire i don't i don't do predictions now not as i did a couple of years ago because you know what twitter's like and it'll get clipped up on for podcasts but um are you, uh, you still thinking an odd goal? The one goal I think one goal will win this game on on Sunday, and I think whoever scores it, it may come late on. It may be an early goal. Um, it's going to be tight. It's going to be con- uh, congested. It's going to be <coughs> Spalletti ball against ball, which I think everyone's going to be talking about on social media. Napoli do win this game that's a big if and other teams do drop points around them are you, are you thinking okay, okay okay, we've done the double over Roma Roma, I think the last time Roma defeated Napoli was the last time Nicolo Zaniolo scored a, a goal in the league in the Stadio Olimpico which was November 2019 um, are you thinking okay, we can do this now because that support on Sunday in Naples is going to be wonderful to watch if you're a Napoli fan because it's going to be loud, it's going to be chaotic. They're going to be baying for blood because it's the derby of the south. It's going to be it's what all derbies are all about. It's going to be hotly contested and I can't wait. I'm going to be nervous. I, a couple of weeks ago I wasn't looking forward to this, but Roma's had a fine run of form going into this game, but Joe Are you confident?
1: (laughs) I'm not hugely confident. It's it's hard to not get used to, you know, Napoli getting wins. But, you know, Roma right up there fighting for that Champions League spot. Um, I think no matter what the result is, I don't think I'm going to get too carried away in either direction. So, you know, if Napoli win, that's amazing. Obviously, it's another result over a tough opponent, Another result over a direct rival, but if Napoli drop points, whether it's a draw or a loss, I'm not going to get too carried away in that case either. Because you know, again, Roma are are a tough team, and they will still have to play. This is the first match or the first round of the second half of the season. Mm. Roma will still have to play against Milan and Inter and everyone else, Lazio, Atalanta, and they could just as well take points away from those teams as well. So, I don't. I don't think I'm going to get too carried away. I'm not hugely confident in a win but you know I trust in Spalletti and so far he has everything clicking and things have been going our way it might put a little bit of pressure on Napoli if they don't get a win because you know looking at the fixture list there's not there are matches that you would at least expect our rivals to win I think Milan played Cremonese, Lazio Fiorentina is a, a bit of a tricky one sorry Milan plays Sassuolo Inter play Cremonese, and you know Lazio Fiorentina so you kind of expect those teams to win their matches. So if Napoli drop points, that gap could be re- reduced a little bit. But I think, just like the fans, I don't think Spalletti or the players will get too carried away or or too mentally impacted by dropping points to a very good team.
0: No, that's understandable. That's, I think that's pretty much logic of, all, of most football fans, uh, probably around a certain age. Not like the ones wear the hearts on their sleeves and just think, after a loss, everything's like the world's going to
1: end. <laughs> yeah, the, I used, the Twitter used,
0: meltdown. Yeah, the Twitter map. I think all of us used to be like this, but I think as you grow a little bit older and just think, uh, it's just another day uh, for this. It's, 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 it's going to be okay. Um, I've got one final question before um, before we wrap this up. Is there any in the, anyone in the Roma side that you not fear of, but that could have that bit of added quality that could scare Napoli a little bit. I know you said the defence hasn't been great this season. Is it Debala? Is it uh, Abraham as as they're linking up really well in the last couple of weeks? Is it the quality of Lorenzo Pellegrini just in behind? Or is it the defensive stoutness of Chris Smalling and et al? because Roma have only conceded two goals in in their last five games, and they've been a a tough nut to crack.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, the obvious answer is Dybala, right? Because, Mm. you know, it's no coincidence that this run of form coincided with his return to the squad, Mm. and he seems to be the one that has unlocked Tammy Abraham, who was really struggling up until you know, the start of this year. And now Tammy seems to be firing. Sometimes you just need that little bit of luck, be in the right position at the right time to knock a ball into an empty goal. And that, you know, for a striker especially, can be all that you need to get a striker going and scoring goals. And he has, you know, even a player like El Shirawi, who, yeah. you know, yeah. may not be the first player that comes to mind, but he is for me because he scored that goal last season. And Yeah, good finish last, last season. Yeah, and, you know, he seems to be playing a bit more of a an active role this season. Perhaps it's because of the whole Zaniolo situation, mm-hmm. or you know, injuries with DiBala and so on that he's found his way into the lineup. But he's still a good player. And then, yeah, I mean, there's there's quality throughout this Roma squad. Maybe not so much in depth. Um, you know, I know Inaldum may be returning to the squad. I don't know. I doubt he'll feature, or if he does, it'll be a cameo appearance off the bench or I something. Think,
0: but I think it's maybe mid-February now. It's been oh, have they back. moved it? Okay, yeah, last week I thought I, yeah, I, I would have thought maybe he would have been ready for the Copper Italia game, but it looks mm-hmm. like it's been pushed back to mid-February, which is a shame because he started not start. He had cameo appearances in the first two games, and then picked up that that yeah. unfortunate injury in pre uh, in training where. Afina Gian putting a tackle on him. And then two days later, I think Felix yeah. was gone to Cremonese. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. So, and I think that's where Napoli may have an advantage is mm. just in terms of the depth of the squad. When you look at players like Raspadori, Simeone, you know, whoever doesn't start in the midfield, whether it's, you know, now there's talks that Elmas could be the starting right winger because he's played so well lately. Mm. After all this debates between Politano and Lozano on the right wing, it looks like Elmas is going to be the one that that takes over that role. Um, you know, Ndombele in the midfield, Olivetta at left back. There are so many quality options off the bench. Whereas with Roma, I mean, you mentioned you know Wijnaldum not being in the squad, the whole Zaniolo situation, Shamuradov potentially on his way out, Karsdorp yeah, yeah. situation, yeah. Chelik is suspended. So there's it's a pretty thin squad there, and mm. and that may that may play into you know Mourinho ball as well, right? It, even though that's how he already plays, there's almost even more impetus to play sort of a conservative, energy conserving type of approach because there's not that many options off the bench.
0: No, that's understandable. And I think for the maybe for the 10th year in a row Roma been linked with Nacho Fernandez for Real Madrid a rumour <laughs> a rumour that will never ever ever go away I guess, that's like uh, the,
1: the Napoli Hamis Rodriguez yeah from <laughs> a couple <laughs> of years ago I think yeah.
0: it's, it's probably the Wesley Snyder to manchester united talk from about 10 years ago and i saw that during the week and i thought oh my god um yeah but no, <laughs> i don't want to think about that um joe thank you very much for coming on i did say i wanted to have you on the podcast for about 25 for 30 minutes um where can we find all your stuff and uh, plug your socials
1: well, yeah well, first of all, thank you for having me. It's always a pleasure to talk uh, Napoli and especially ahead of such a big match in the season. Uh, you can find me on Twitter usually if you're trying to get a hold of me at Joe underscore fischetti five. You can find the podcast on all your usual social media channels at Napoli pod and you can find the website at fortspolypress. com. Perfect.
0: Uh guys, you can follow us at lemagicast.com uh, You can find all the previous episodes on the website. You can find all the podcast all all the previous episodes on all the podcast platforms also. So your podbean, Spotify, TuneIn Apple Podcasts. Um I will just say an apologies. Uh, My microphone seemed to have packed out. This happened again pre-recording. This also happened on Monday when I had uh, Mister Palmieri on, Um, and it looks like I may have to get a new microphone. So apologies if the sound is not great for me. I'm just using my headphones on my laptop, but. I'm just going to say this, Joe, thank you very much for joining me on this Friday evening. For me, it's Friday afternoon for you all the way in Toronto, Canada. I will probably get shit off uh, some Roma Canadian fans. I'm already thinking of who is going to give me shit of the pronunciation of the city. But Joe, thank you once again for coming on. My pleasure. Uh, I would say this: enjoy enjoy all the culture, all the football you're going to over the weekend. There's some quite interesting games of Serie A this weekend, so whoever you support, I hope your team wins. And we're all looking forward to this game on Sunday. And I'll be watching in a dark room, rocking back and forth. No, I, I, I kid, I kid. But thank you again for listening. Force aroma. Ciao.